Welcome to the NLP Talks podcast, bringing you inspirational stories along with a good dose of potentially life-changing NLP strategies. I'm Laura Evans, multi-award-winning NLP trainer, and I'm on a mission to help you unleash your potential in business and life. I'm so glad you're here. Pull up a chair, listen in, and let's get started on revealing more about this transformational NLP toolkit. Hey, how you doing? I hope you're well. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the NLP Talks podcast. I am, of course, Laura, your host and the founder and lead NLP trainer here at Unleash Your Potential. And have you heard the news? If you follow me on social media, you'll know that we have recently been awarded the leading NLP training provider here in the UK. We are so chuffed. That's not what today's episode's about. Without further ado, let me reveal today's guest, which is Natasha Williams. Now, Natasha, after furlough and the pandemic here in the UK, came off the rat race wheel. She decided to take some time out and to really start to focus on what she wanted to do and what she enjoyed. And she finally took the long overdue decision to put herself first. That led to her making a decision to set up her coaching business, Thriving Minds Coaching, and led her to me, the NLP training here at Unleash Your Potential. Now, not only is she running a successful coaching business now, but in this episode, she shares how within 11 weeks of having a job, she'd got promoted to being a director, how NLP helped her improve the relationship she had with her family, how she now lives her life through an attitude of curiosity realized on the training that in fact she didn't trust herself and now does and talks about the difference that that makes. And one of the things I'm super proud of is that she took her NLP master practitioner training and has turned it into a product which you as a listener of this podcast are going to hear all about and can get your hands on. It is called the Karma Baby Technique and she talks all about the creation of it, how she discovered it, and how you can get your hands onto it. Now, I give her a bit of a row on the podcast because she charges very little for it. And that's because she wants to get this technique around the globe, helping parents, grandparents, and caregivers to really help calm down their baby. Because let's face it, a fractious and upset baby can ruin your day. And when you find out just how good this technique is, I'm sure you're going to be wanting to check it out. So without further ado, let's go across and hear Natasha talk about how this journey with NLP started for her. I think like everyone, the pandemic hit and I was suddenly found myself at home. And having had a very corporate job with, you know, long hours, quite intense, I suddenly stopped. And after a couple of weeks, realized that I hadn't really thought about what it was that I really wanted to do and what I enjoyed. And I'd lost myself in in a bit of a corporate rat race along the way. And um, I think it must have been about a month later, I took, um, for those of you who are young enough, I did a Shirley Valentine. And I went off for a month uh, with my husband and my youngest child to Greece for a month and just, you know, just defrazzle, 
you know, not even thinking about what I was going to do next, but it's just get myself in a good place uh, emotionally, mentally, physically. I did that. And as I came back, I decided to look at scope out what it is, what is it I want to do next? You know, whatever it is I decide I want to do, it's got to be something that's for me, you know, me personally, you know, busy mum, three children, a grandson, you know, married, big job, and all of that was going on. And I just decided I wanted to stop and really think this through. So it didn't take me long, a couple of weeks in. I um, thought, right, okay, I, I, I like the coaching thing. And I, I researched online, did a couple of online courses, you know, very thin. I thought this isn't what I wanted. And then I found Unleash Your Potential. And then I found Laura. And I just knew this was the bit that was missing. I wanted to set up my own business in coaching. And I knew that this was this was everything I read about it, everything Lynn talked me through. That this is it. This is what I need to, you know, to do what I need to do in the future. And it just started from there. And it was just been a, an amazing transformational journey. I know people say transformational a lot, but it was because it's where I am now and where I was then. I'm a completely different person. And um, without me stopping, without me finding that, I, I, you know, I've got a lot to be grateful for, to be honest. I know when you talk about your life before NLP, I've heard you say before that it felt a little bit like life was going on like the other side of the fence and that you were kind of peering over the fence from this hugely successful corporate career, I might add. You know, like you were a senior executive in hospitality, 20 years, hugely admired, I know, professionally by your colleagues, done some really high powered jobs and you would focus very, very much on your career. And talk to us a little bit about what that was like when you say you were peering over the fence at life, the other side and what was going on and what you felt you were missing out on. Well, I think uh, I think I was aware at, at different points during the 20 odd years that I wasn't as present in my life as I wanted to be. But I was making this excuse and telling myself a story about it's because I'm trying to provide the best for the family. I'm trying to, you know, do that for everyone else. And I just got to go with it because that salary is important for our lifestyle. Da, 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 da. And I told myself this story. It was okay to sacrifice myself and really quality time with my family on the on the premise that that's what I should do. Now, who said I should? Who says should? Anyway, we talk all about that, don't we, in, in LP training. So it was just a revelation to suddenly realize that I hadn't been actually very fulfilled for a long time. And I wasn't actually in my life with my family. I was literally peering over the fence. I remember my um, daughter, she was 12 at the time and said, mum, I know that you pop in on weekends and you, and you come on holiday with us. And that was a really profound moment because that was for me confirmation that I wasn't present and I was peering over the fence. So, you know, this whole journey that I've been on the last couple of years, I am very much in my life with my feet on the ground and present in those relationships, which is, I know, more important to me than anything else. And, and I refound that. I refound it. And I told myself a different story about if you're not choosing, if you're not, um, what's the word? If you're not changing it, you're choosing it is, is something I love. It's, it's something I think is great with clients too, because it's about taking responsibility, isn't it, for yourself? Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah, it was. It was a wake-up call, to be frank. 
Yeah, no, I can imagine. Real, real heart wrench of that for your daughter to say that you pop in on the weekends and you come on holiday with us. Wow. So you found NLP, you found me, and you came on, you know, you came on the courses and obviously you've done, well, not obviously, because listen to the podcast won't know this, but Natasha's done all the courses. So she's done Pratt Coach and Master Pratt. She's done all three um, and did that during, during the pandemic. And I'm just wondering, Natasha, were there any kind of real standout moments for you on the course for yourself? And then maybe then to start to talk a bit about the difference that made for you kind of professionally. Okay. So I think the one thing that sticks with me is almost like a little mantra in my head. It's it's about the presenting problem is not never the problem, right? And I went to the first PRAC course knowing that the content looked fabulous. It was going to exactly, absolutely what I wanted to do and what I felt I needed. But I underplayed what it actually did do for me. And I didn't realize being a very um, professional woman, very confident, and anyone you'd ever spoken to about me in the corporate world would say, you know, she's high impact and she comes with force and she's all of this. And um, actually, underneath all of that, what was surprising is. I had quite a few beliefs about myself that were were almost a shock to me. So things like I, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't trust myself. Now, if you'd said to me at the beginning, do you trust yourself, Tash? Do you believe in yourself? And, and things like that. I said, absolutely. Absolutely. It was um, It was a journey of discovery to understand there were things holding me back in in the way I was thinking about certain things in my life, you know, and from a professional point of view, it this journey is not just around changing yourself. It impacts everything you do from there on in. So I found myself when I then went back into the workplace, which I have done, you know, we did running the business, but I've had certain employments as well, is the way I communicate now with people, the way that I'm able to adjust my style of communication and, and something else that always crops in mind is my responsibility to communicate really well with them and mm. understand them. And it's just, yeah, it's just made these relationships bond very quickly, very strong relations very quickly, much more so than before. It took time to build. I can, you know, I can build relationships. I have built relationships since doing the courses very, very quickly. Like, you know, almost overnight, Laura, it's been that impactful on me. And, and also, I, I love the phrase, um, how would it be? So when I'd be sat around the board and talking about, oh, it's so difficult to recruit, it's so difficult to retain. And then I was like, oh, how would it be if we imagined a time when at every position at every level in our organization was filled and we had a backlog of the best people in the industry um, waiting to join us? How would it be if we thought like that instead and then say nothing? And you can just see the the light bulbs going on and the reflection. And I've had some fabulous conversations and one-liners that have just been so, so impactful in that environment that I know that that's a skill I've gained through NLP for sure. I love it. I love it. 
like you can't beat a bit of future pacing can you like future pacing getting people to imagine how would it be if and then get them bought into the future and then work out how you're going to do it you know it's like sidestepping all the problems isn't it you know when people are going we can't because of this we can't because of this okay but how would it be if we could and 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 you know and and find a way there's a few things there you've just covered that i just want to go back if it's okay with you and just tease out a little bit more because there's some real gold in there that i want the listeners of the podcast to really <laughs> hear in in terms of what you've said and i want to go back and just talk about trust because i think trust is such a big thing for so many people because trust materializes in so many different ways and you know, one of the, what we call, I call, and you'll have heard me say this in the training, one of the, what I call big chunked up limiting beliefs that are actually more common than we might think is this idea that people don't genuinely trust themselves or they can't trust themselves. It either appears as I don't trust myself or I can't trust myself. And it's one of those quite deep limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves that then manifest in so many areas of our lives. It can manifest in terms of how we do or don't make decisions because we don't trust ourselves or our ability to step out of our comfort zone because, you know, can, can we trust ourselves to, to, to be professional? It can materialize in, in our relationships. You know, like I can't or don't trust ourselves. And, and like you, if someone says to me, do you trust yourself? Well, obviously, but it was one of the ones I had also yeah. that I didn't really trust myself. And I used to defer to everyone else to make decisions because I didn't trust myself. I would solicit, you know, feedback from so many different sources because I didn't trust my judgment, all of that kind of stuff. And and I'm just wondering, like, could you expand just a little bit more about like when you discovered on the course that you didn't trust yourself? Like, how did that appear for you? And what areas of your life did it impact for you? And 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 how is that different now? I think um, as I said, it was a bit of a shock, really. And and it's it's funny when you get to some of those root causes, how you have that uh, physical reaction. I remember having goose pimples up my arms, thinking, "Oh my god, this is this is a thing. This is it," you know. And I think I was I was fairly much the opposite, which sounds really um, contradictory, but I didn't trust myself. Manifested in a way that I would just charge ahead and make decisions regardless, and so I was a bit reckless, shall we say, in in the way I approach things. And it's because I just don't want anyone looking or, or touching. Or to, I just want to go. And um, that's how it manifested. So sometimes I wouldn't take people with me and I'm not even sure why. And I think it's because I thought they would, you know, question or judge my ability. And I, yeah, didn't trust myself in that way. So that's how it, it manifested in a work situation. With the personal side of things, I would say that it manifested in a similar way that I would be a bit of a, you know, bull in the china shop, you know, and, and be like, just trying to fix and solve. And so, and, and not really understanding and sitting back and trusting myself to let things and let other people take responsibility for their own actions. And I was trying to fix everyone around me. And that's not my job. I now, I now know this, you know, this isn't my job. I can support, but actually it's about ownership and being at cause and all of those types of things. So it was interesting, you know, when I reflected how it came out in those areas. I'm sure there's lots of other ways it came out, but for me, they're the most poignant. Yeah, yeah. So it's that overcompensation. It's that actually, because there's this deep, deep, fear or, or, or a decision that you've made that you don't trust yourself, it means you pushed harder. 
and you because then if you just push harder and again you know I think you've got to put this in some context you know you're a professional um you know with 20 years experience like I bet you probably were also running a program in your head that goes look this is where we're going this is what we're going to do and if it doesn't work I know how to save it so it's fine let's just go everybody go let's go 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 and, that's and, it and, you know <laughs> I, 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 well, I, that's how I used to feel <laughs> that's exactly it honestly I just overcompensated and it would probably be perceived as you know overconfident and over trusting in myself but actually behind it it was quite the opposite and that was the bit for me that was the wow it is a thing let's let's get rid of this then shall we so off we did off we off we went and got rid of it and I'm curious about the I'm curious to talk about curiosity (laughs) my lovely I love those words (laughs) Um, and anybody that's done training with me will know about just how good curiosity is but but you know, but Natasha, for you, like, talk to us a bit about curiosity and the idea of curiosity in your life, personally and professionally, and the role that that has taken for you. Well, when I stopped on and got off the rat race and started doing um, the development, I call it self-development and investment with NLP, very quickly into the practitioner course, it was like I was awake and I was re-looking at everything in every context it was quite wearing at times if I'm honest but from a professional point of view and certainly when I went back into the workplace it was almost I became a change agent by not going ahead like I would traditionally this is a good idea let's just run with it but really asking the why is this happening how would it be if we did it differently how can we improve this and, and actually bringing people along and involving lots of people rather than just, you know, one or two wingmen and going for it. And everything I've done since setting up my own business, I've been involved recently in setting up another business that has come to fruition in, in five weeks, I might add, fully content, oh you know, goodness. all the content's done. CPD is just accrediting the course now. So that's nearly coming to a conclusion. And that's, you know, been a fantastic, I would never have had the bravery to go on my own, on my own business with my own name on it. I certainly wouldn't have started looking at getting involved in other startups. And I just, whereas I had a mantra before, I always had this, what else, what more, what next mantra in business before I did NLP, but, but I mean it now. I actually live it. And that's the difference. It's not just a good idea and what I think I am. That's exactly how I look at any opportunity or I uh, see a potential in something and I take action. And that and that's in everything I do. Personally, I completely um, will remove anything that doesn't serve me. I'm very conscious of, of how I feel, how I how I'm thinking. My mental fitness is really important to me now. So, yeah, it's impacted me, you know, in every single way. I just, for me, curiosity, I know they talk a lot, you know, on masters about curiosity. Well, I am Mrs. Curiosity right now, and I can't see that going. I feel so alive with it. I, I just, you know, nothing is out of bounds of curiosity. <laughs> it's my new mantra, you know, be curious, yeah. understand why, you know, taking that to the last job I did and massive impact and you know why not you know it's just it makes things really interesting yeah no it does and I think as you said you can apply curiosity to anything like I think all of us could do with being more curious 
more fascinated, interested, and all of those things. And it's one of the things, I don't know about you, we'll come on to talk about your coaching business, but it's one of the things that I always apply in coaching is get curious about my clients' problems, get curious about what they've tried before and and how and what hasn't worked, and curious about what else could be. You know, you preframe any question in coaching, business, life, family or anything with curious I'm curious as to or I'm curious to find out people don't mind curiosity at all um and people embrace it I don't know if you found that oh wow I think um just talking about that in a coaching um perspective one of the most um the biggest reactions I get when I'm coaching is I'm curious to know when you decided that (laughs) and the just the blankness because I've been through this journey of understanding everything that's happened in my life up until now. And it's things I'm choosing, I'm deciding. I can't pretend somebody else. And when they say, well, I'm not, it's so-and-so, well, or, or, or it's something else. I say, well, if you're not deciding, then who is deciding for you? And then, yeah, you get that. And it just is just one of those questions that they become more aware of what it is you know, what it is we're doing here? It's just a real light bulb moment. I just love, I just love that whole question. It's just fabulous. It is brilliant, isn't it? I, I love it too. I, and and I think it's worth us just pausing for a moment just to to, to, de, to, to deconstruct and just depack. No, depack that. Is that the right word? I don't know. But talk about that a little bit more because it's one of the coaching questions that we cover on MasterPrac, isn't it? On our Master Practitioner course. And it appears in a couple of different places. So we have a really funky little technique that we teach on the Master Practitioner course called the Decision Destroyer. It's part of that one. But it also appears in some of the more advanced language patterns and training that we do around nominalizations and things like that. And and you don't need to understand, someone listening to this podcast, you do not need to understand the technicalities of where this particular question comes from. But life for most of us is a series of decisions that we either made consciously or unconsciously to believe or to have a perspective that things are a certain way. And When someone comes up with a limiting belief, which by the way, is a decision to have it be that way or any other decisions or like Natasha's just saying, actually, well, if it's not your decision, who else, who else made the decision? Like bringing that into people's awareness. And I, and I, I don't know, I'm sure Natasha, you've got some great stories of this, but I know some of the people that I've coached and then they say, well, you know, let's take a simple limiting belief. I can't do presentations. And then I go, okay, so when did you decide that? And you can literally see people go inside. And if you're trained in NLP, yeah. you know about eye patterns, you watch their eye patterns, you can see them go looking for the answer. And then they come back and go, actually, probably when I was about 12. You know, and this is a full grown adult that sat in front of you and you go, 12 years old, that's really interesting. And then I love adding the second question, which which we then ask, which is, and what was going on before that? And um, what was going on before that? That was going to be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because what that does is it paces the client back to a time before they ever put this limitation in their way. And then if you can pace them back to before they put the limitation in place, all of a sudden the world opens up to them and that you can just see the light bulb go off in their eyes when they go, oh my goodness. Yes, it's a decision. Yes, I can have it. I can decide it means something different. I'm sure you've seen that as well when you've used I love that. it. And when and when you take them back and say, well, well, when was the time you didn't decide that? And how old were you? And then sometimes in that, when they're looking inside, they'll come up with an event that when they made that decision and that's so powerful 
And you don't often, you know, you don't direct them to the event, you direct them after, don't you? You know, before it happened, what were you doing? And and then, you know, when did you decide it? And it, and when you you ask enough questions, yeah, absolutely. The the event always I've not had a situation where the event that they made the decision hasn't come out. And yeah, that's just, so powerful for them. Oh, isn't it? It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and this is a very simple coaching question and technique that we teach on Masterprac that anybody can use, right? So if you're listening to this podcast, I don't care where in the world you are. If obviously, if English isn't your first language, you're going to have to translate this. I apologize because um, I only speak English and, and, and do that. But when you hear someone at work, at home, your family, your friends, your children, your work colleagues, your boss, Anybody that comes across and in their language, because remember, language is the surface level structure. It's the tail end of the deep structure that goes on in the unconscious mind. Bring that decision into their awareness and say, when did you decide that? And they'll tell you. And then you'll say, before that, what were you deciding? And it it shifts people's perspective. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But it all comes from an attitude of curiosity, though, right? Because we get curious about the decision and, and, you know, and have things be different. I want to talk, um, Natasha, a little bit more about um, work, if I can. Um, And then I'm going to come and talk on about some more personal stuff, because I want to talk about that as well. So, in um, a job that I know you, you did some time ago, you joined them as a, a head of function and in just 11 weeks got promoted to being a director. Now, that is outstanding by anybody's stretch of the imagination in a matter of weeks to have joined at a certain level and then all of a sudden got yourself a directorship role. And I'm just wondering whether you could give us a a, a view as to how that happened and what supported you to, to even be able to consider doing that, let alone doing it. Well, it's really interesting because it touches on some of the things I've said already. But I think fundamentally that promotion came my way because of my mindset and my curiosity. My curiosity about every way the business operated, why it operated that and getting um, almost an opinion from everyone within each team about what they thought of how things were. And also alongside that, building really strong relationships, really early doors. And also, quite interestingly, I wasn't worried or I didn't have that limiting belief of not trusting myself anymore. So what I was finding is I was happy to talk confidently, authentically and put myself out there, you know, with some bravery and curiosity. And I think that was just... um, I think it was just a wow for the business I was working for. And I didn't expect it to happen the way it did. You know, we had a dinner the one evening and the next morning I had a, can you come in for a meeting? So I was like, oh, what's going on here? You know, is everything okay? (laughs) Type of thing. And um, so it shouldn't have been a surprise, but it was a really lovely surprise. For me, it was an indication that... I am good, bloody good at what I do, you know, and and actually I can make an impact in a very small amount of time. And I can also engage everyone along the way because why would they otherwise? And so I think, you know, I, I just felt completely, I guess, happy with myself and the journey I'd been on inside internally that I was able to navigate to a position where it was just, it happened because of what I did and the way I did it and was recognized 
very quickly and um yeah very grateful for that you know because I was uh I it was well earned but very grateful to have that opportunity so early on and then stand up and you know make a difference in the next role which I did so yeah it was it was all the bits and pieces I've talked about about you know that curiosity those building relationships and that real real sort of um, belief in myself that I was more than worthy to do it. And so all those things you've just talked about, about your relationship, your rapport, your belief in yourself, the impact you were having, the influence in the organisation. I'm right in, in, in assuming that that you attribute quite a lot of that to your NLP training. Absolutely. I think whilst I was tenacious and impactful in my career beforehand, I don't think my communication style was anywhere near where it needed to be. And just by taking stock of myself and I, I I love feedback. I love, you know, give it to me two barrels, you know, it's fine. I gave myself some really good feedback when I was going through NLP about some of the simple changes I could make and, you know, and let's have a look at how that um, affects my work and my personal life. And, and first off, it affect my personal life because I brought that home straight away every night from NLP training and then it and then it affected my business life when I went back to work. And yeah, it was just, um, yeah, it was just a very proud moment, if I'm honest, that that came so quickly. And I know for sure that without that, without NLP, that that wouldn't have been the case at all. It's one of those real pinch me moments, isn't it? It's like, is this really happening? Like how, how? And, and then you sit, you say, you sit back and reflect and go, well, obviously it's going to happen because of what I've done. But in the moment you don't, you don't feel it, do you? You just, no. and it's wonderful when someone else recognizes that in you. I think that's quite a special moment when someone else recognizes in you that, that, you know, you've shifted, that you've got this contribution and that they, they value it so much that they want to recognize it with a change of job title and increased salaries and all of those things because they recognize the contribution that you make to their organization. Yeah. Um, and to the wider estate, you know, that we had a lot of great development. I, I put a lot of people through very intense development programs and, and got them promoted to general managers and so on. And it was just everything just, you know, was working really well and coming together through my focus, my efforts, my communication style. So, yeah, I pretty much nailed it at the time. It's great. <laughs> Yay. I love it. I love I love all the success. I think it's amazing. I want you mentioned your your personal life there, um, and you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that you've um, you've got three children, uh, two adults, uh, grown up children, and and your third, which is a bit younger. And and I'm just wondering whether we could just touch on the impact that your new NLP knowledge and skills had in terms of your relationships, you know, with your children. Did you notice a difference there? Oh, absolutely. I think. You know, as children do at different ages, they don't, they're not always as open with you as they might have been as younger when you get that period between sort of 15 and 25 where you sort of lose them a little bit while they're sort of becoming adults. And, and I was sort of in that space with the two eldest and following doing the NLP training, understanding my language, understanding my tone, understanding, you know, how I could challenge, but do it in a really, you know, in a great way, you know, through great questioning techniques. Certainly for my eldest, we were able to talk openly about everything for the first time. It just opened a floodgate because I changed the way I was communicating. And that was just fabulous because I felt, you know, for a long time, I, I'd lost that connection a little bit as they were going through that stage. Same with my son, same happened. 
you know, sometimes you wonder, you know, do you need to be that open, you know? <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's gone from one extreme to the other. Um, but I feel like I, I understand them more. I think they certainly understand me more. That is interesting because they didn't really know what was going on because I was actively changing my strategies with them and my style of communication. And then one day my eldest said to me, what did that course do to you? Because she's just like so calm. I was like, it didn't do anything to me. It's just sharpened my skills. And, and she's just saying it like that, Mum. It's just everything, isn't it? So it was just interesting for them to make those comments. You know, they thought I'd been, you know, had some fairy dust sprinkled on me or something. But it was just, it's great to take stock and look, relook at your communication and how how fundamentally that can shift a relationship and the open and honesty that comes with that and how you can absolutely connect with people. And that, yeah, that absolutely transformed a tone for sure. And I'm guessing that 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 improvement in that relationship that you had with your eldest, uh, you know, two at that time, you know, those changes I'm a bit too open, as you say. <laughs> Please don't tell me that. <laughs> um, but you know, but, but you've got that that level of rapport, and I think. You know, I don't have children as, as many of the listeners to the podcast will know, but obviously I have been a child or, 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 you know, of a parent. And I think there is always that challenge, isn't there, with parents because parents are in- naturally inquisitive and want to ask lots of questions. And it can feel sometimes like your parents are challenging you too much. And, you know, and that then leads to them shutting down, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm guessing you probably found a different way to achieve the same outcome in terms of how you approached them. Well, it was twofold, really. I think one, I had to have, a, I call it having a word with myself around their life is their responsibility. I brought them up in the world. I fed them, I've sheltered them and all of that stuff that you do. But actually, I can't control how their lives turn out. And there's just every decision they make. That's up to them. They're adults. Trust them. You trust yourself. Trust them to be the best adults they can be. And just having that mindset change the way you speak. I didn't, um, I think they thought I was pretty sarcastic before and very challenging. And I just stopped being so challenging. I just started having pointed conversations here and there. And slowly but surely, it broke down some of those communication barriers we'd had previously. So yeah, it was it was a very, very interesting because my eldest also said, I noticed that you're very different with um, my youngest, who's 12, than you were when I was 12. Is it all to do with our stuff again? <laughs> I was like, yes, it's, it's the NLP stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning to be the best version of myself. And she was like, right, okay. But she noticed it in my communication with everyone else. And, you know, it was, it's funny when they tell you, you know, that this is going on. They've noticed. It's, um, yeah, and, and actually, more importantly, being able to connect at a better, deeper level and be more present and understand what they're really going, what's really going on with them, how they think, how they feel about things without any pressure or, or just question after question after question or judgment, you know, took away all judgment. Seek first to understand, let them talk if they want to, don't if, you, if they don't want to, you know, and yeah, just I've just become, you know, an expert overnight in my language with them, which is great news, isn't it? Oh, I've <laughs> After all those years. <laughs> And, and, then, and, then, it. and then you're like, you're like, well, and I'm sure your your eldest was like, oh, so couldn't you have gone that course when I was twelve? Because then, you yeah, know, I would have had such a rough ride. <laughs> she was saying that <laughs> in a roundabout way, how how different <laughs> I was with the with the youngest compared to her. But um, no, all all very good. Yeah, it's absolutely transformed oh, my relationships with them. I love it. 
So, so let's, I'm conscious of time. I can't believe we've been here this long already. So there's so much more we need to cover. So, um, just before we move on to the next phase, um, if you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast so that you get to hear all the amazing uh, guests and interviews, um, that, um, I have. So, so, but thank you very much for, for being here if you're a listener. Now, Natasha, I want to move on because there are two more big things I want to talk about and I want to make sure we get them in. Now, the first is your coaching business. And obviously, having done uh, the NLP practitioner course, the certified coach course and certified master practitioner and master coach, you know, you've got a whole array of coaching techniques now in your toolkit. So could you just give everybody a little bit of an idea, like how was your coaching business born? And tell us a bit about what you do in your coaching business. So my coaching business was born in a couple of weeks after I'd come back from Greece and decided what I wanted. I knew I wanted to do uh, to, you know, set up a coaching business. Then I found NLP. So whilst I was waiting to start my course in the January, so did the practitioner and the coach together, I already started understand, trying to understand what it is I wanted to do, what type of coaching I wanted to do, et cetera. And I already then um, set up a domain and started writing a website. And by the time I finished the PRAC course, the website was done. This is this curiosity thing. There's just no holding me back. You know, within seven days, I decided what I was going to coach, how I was going to coach it, what I was going to name it, how long the session would last and what the price would be. And um, so it happened really quickly. And that's, you know, that's the beauty of having focus and having, you know, this mirror on yourself about what I want to do. And I'm very action orientated. I just want to get on and I just want to do it. That just made it like super booster charged. So um, I remember at the end of the, the 11 days, getting the guys on the course to look at my website and give me feedback. <laughs> it was already right. in. So, um, yeah, so that's how we started. Um, I, I got the whole, from the course itself, that's how I knew what I wanted to do. I do lots of different things. And I know, you know, we often talk about specializing as such, but I, I just want to help people. So I do a confidence and clarity session. I do a personal breakthrough, which is a three-hour course. That's the most popular. And you really get into stuff there you know it's really powerful but I also do um dissertation coaching and um, phobia therapy and hypnotherapy and so my my website has got about six six different um courses catered catering to different problems and how I can help so really excited it really exciting when I did it and obviously I've evolved it as, we, as we've gone along you know you you live and learn you tweak and you so on and I've also you know just recently introduced a product as I'm sure um we'll talk about in a bit to that um to that toolkit of mine so yeah that's how it was born and um it's just been growing from strength to strength and I've worked with some amazing people and you know, from children to professionals to businesses. And I just love it. I absolutely adore the curiosity keeps me alive when I'm coaching people and businesses. And um, yeah, I just, yeah, it's just, it's definitely what I love to do. I, I remember you going off the end of your 11 day course and I remember the clarity that you had. Like, you know, we talk, so so a lot of our students, like Natasha, do the um, seven-day NLP practitioner course and the four-day certified coach course together as an 11-day program. And about 80 to 85% of our students do that. 
um, as an 11 day program. And on the um, certified coach course, we talk about money and how much people should charge and how to put packages together and, you know, and all that more, what I call nuts and boltsy side of, of coaching businesses. Um, and, uh, and I remember you, you know, you were sitting there, well, absolutely, I'm worth it. Absolutely, I'm going to do it. Like, there ain't nothing stopping me. I'm out there. I'm doing it. Here, look at my website. Look, give me some feedback on this because I'm, I'm like doing this. And it was a real laser sharp focus of clarity that you had. It was almost like, you you know, like you were just all of a sudden, there was nothing in your way anymore. You know, you had done all your personal development stuff. You knew exactly what you were doing. You knew exactly how you could help people. And you just like clarity, I remember. I I remember the confidence and courage and clarity that you had it was just amazing to see it is and and I think then going on to do the master practice uh, the master course in the later on in the year I came out of it with even more like laser vision and I'm still so not done you know I just thought right what products could I you know techniques could I pull together I think you know this this is a bit off off cuff but I'm still very passionate about we talk about physical well, what is it we talk about physical connection no physical fitness sorry Laura oh. I lost the word um, <laughs> right. we talk about physical fitness in life all the time we don't talk about mental fitness mm. um, as much we talk about mindfulness and people think sometimes that's just breathing well you know but actually mental fitness is about you know those things take having faith in yourself, being selfish at times, taking away the things that don't serve you. And I think there's a massive gap in how we don't teach mental fitness from a very young age. And that, you know, that might prevent some of those or help with those limiting beliefs that we form early on. And so I'm still really passionate. There's so much to do in that space, but one thing at a time. But yeah, so I came out of master's with a very clear plan. As I did with Prac, I had my business up and running, my website published, master's. I come out and I thought, right, how am I going to conquer the world with this now? So it was just moved me on to a different level. You were, you were on a whole other level because you were talking about globally what you were going to do and this great big mission that you had. I, I remember you I sat in that training room. You were going, I'm going to help all these people and I'm not just being limited to the UK. I'm going global with this. Like this is going everywhere, you know, like there is so much here for me to give people and 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 I hugely admire that um you know in you now you mentioned um a product and I absolutely want to talk about this because you are one of the I think that you are the first of our master practitioners to take what you have learned and turn it into a product at which you can sell and I say this to everybody. So there are certain topics within our master practitioner t- course that when I teach it, I say to them, you now know the secret source that is behind most other people helping techniques that are out there because it's what's called the pattern upon which all patterns are built and a few other things that are hidden gems in our master practitioner program. And I say to everybody, you now have the tools to go out there and create your own techniques to solve problems for people. And please, 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 will you do it? Um, and Natasha, I think you are the first to do that. Wow. <laughs> um, so, so tell us what product have you created and where has it come from? Okay, so this was another master practitioner coming out with clarity moments. So the technique I've created is called the karma baby technique. And it's a technique where you use your um, the tone of your voice, the depth of your voice and the pace of your voice 
to and match in a mirror the physiology of a child that's maybe unsettled or having a tantrum and being able to get into rapport and then use your voice and tell a story in that voice will calm the baby in as little as five minutes. And the reason I know this (laughs) is whilst I was going through my master's um, program and learning all the bits and pieces and everything was just, oh my, so intense. I have a a grandchild, a grandson, and he would often get fractious. His mother would sometimes get a bit frustrated. And I remember, you know, when mine were very young, you know, winging it, just trying the, you know, the methods you use. And sometimes they work, sometimes it didn't. And I started making an effort to consciously do the rapport. So really breathing deeply with him when he was quite upset and getting into, you know, getting into rapport very quickly with him. And then I made up this story called The Three Piglets and the Magical Pond. I don't even know. My unconscious mind gave this to me as a gift. And I started telling him the three piglet story in the voice that's so slow and deep, well paced and calm. And honestly, he would sleep within minutes from being fractious and screaming to dead asleep with his mouth open. In fact, I'll tell you a story. The one time he was fractious, my my daughter was staying here with him. So I said, let me tell you, show you what I do to calm him. So she laid with him, I laid with him, and he was upset and all of that. So I started it and I was breathing with him and then I told the story. And I said, oh, look, it was like literally three minutes long. It's just, it's just tra- it just transformed the way I was handling him who was fractious. And as I looked, she was asleep. she she just went along you know as the child did and she was asleep before he was so um it works on adults too but this is where this this technique and and at the time I was doing this with Carl um with my grandson I didn't I didn't think that I was going to turn this into a product as I was doing my master's I thought there's something in this what parent out there when they have because it can ruin your morning ruin your day ruin your night when they get so upset and you get upset with them it's very distressing sometimes you get frustrated rather than calm just by taking control of that really quickly and knowing that you've got that power who wouldn't want to know about that so that's how karma baby technique was formed so um I've got a video and I've launched that on social um, platforms and um, the package itself is on my website. People can buy it directly from those sites or from the, um, the Facebook page. And it comes with a toolkit when people purchase it and they get the story. And it's not about the three piglets and the magical pond story. They can use any story they want. But they also get my voice recording, how and how to use your voice, the style of the, the tone and the pace and so on. And then they get the, the you know, the... I guess the package, the, the, the actual um, explanation of what it is and why it works. So they get that as the as, as a bit of a sort of workbook, and it's uh, been received really well. And I'm, you know, I was so pleased when you saw <laughs> you saw it, and um, yeah, it came from that. And I'm just, yeah, I'm really proud of myself to um, have used that and created that, and it helps loads of people. And this is where it can go global. This okay. is the thing. This can go global because my website is global. And so I'm looking at marketing strategies to stretch outside of the UK. So, you know, I said I was going to go global. It could well be this karma baby technique that goes global with it. 
I think it absolutely could. I mean, like you say, I mean, I I I, I saw that you because I honestly we'd had a chat. I knew you were working on something, but I uh, and and we'd had a chat about what happened with your grandson and and you know, and you kind of said, Oh, I think maybe I'll do something with it. And I'll and I never forget that day. I was instantly just I was just innocently scrolling through Instagram, I think it was, and, and I saw you with this karma baby technique, which you'd you know, which you'd launched, and I was like, Natasha, what's that? And then I looked at the post. I was like, oh my goodness, she's actually done it. She's actually done it. She's actually brought this to the world as a product because I'll never forget your face when you came in on the master practice because you were like, Laura, I've like stopped the baby crying and calmed the baby down in minutes using some of this stuff. And you and I and I was like seriously, have you? And of course, of course, of course, people that know me well know I don't work with children. I, I I generally work with adults. And I was like, really? Have you done that? You were like, yes. She said, and you said, no, I've not just done it once. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know. So to see then on Instagram that you have put this training package together um, and that you were sharing it with, you know, parents and grandparents and anybody for that matter that wants to know how to, um, you know, quickly calm a baby down. I mean, five minutes, as fast as three minutes you've done it. I mean, Honestly, unbelievable. it's unbelievable. And that's the power of the voice, isn't it? It's not the content. And as I, as I explain in my video, it's not about necessarily learning the piglet story. It's not about that. It's about your voice. It doesn't even matter what words you use. It's about how you say it and the tone and the depth and so on. And and it's just, yeah, I just I just can't believe that it came from that. But it's, you know, that's my story and that's where it came from. And and I don't think I ever got the piglets to the oak tree where the wise old owl was with with, with my grandson. So I, I can't believe, you know, as little as five minutes is absolutely, you know, I've never got to five minutes ever in, I must have used this, you know, for over a year now with him. So it's, uh, it still works, except there are sometimes, and this is what happens as I get a bit older, because he's like older now, he'll say, I'll say you're retired, Cole. And you say, no, no, I'm not. I said, do you want me to tell it? No, no, don't tell me the piglet story, nanny. And, and then he'll say, yes, please. And then I'll do it. Because he knows the minute it starts, he knows he's going to sleep because he knows that, doesn't he? From from experience and from what's happened with starting the story in the past. But um, yeah, brilliant. I, I just love it. And I think the fact that I've got such great feedback about people saying that they really found it useful, that I can't believe how taking control of their emotional state really quickly or at the start of a tantrum or a fractious period or at nap time when you get irritability, just taking control yourself and, and stepping in. It's just been, you know, it's transformed their, you know, their confidence in dealing with tantrums. And that that's just wonderful to see. Isn't that why we're in business? Yes, absolutely. And I have absolutely no doubt that people around the world are going to find value in this technique and I love the fact that the piglets don't get to the oak tree I think that's just brilliant I've got so much more in the story to tell but it doesn't get that far you know you don't even get to the magical pond this is the thing you've got to go past the oak tree to get to the magical pond we never get to the magical pond that's down in the meadow but um you know hey ho Brilliant. I absolutely love it. I love that it all works so well that you don't even need half the story. No, you don't. Absolutely. Oh. So it's just so oh powerful. My oh my goodness. Natasha, if people um want to get their hands on a copy of your karma baby technique, what is um the best way for them to get their hands on it? 
Okay, so I've got a website, thrivingmindscoaching.co.uk, but I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So just say that again, just a bit more slowly for those people that are hearing on the audio. So, what's the web address? It's um, www.thriveinmindscoaching.co.uk. So, thriving as in ing. Yeah, thriving. Thriving. Minds yeah. Mind or minds? Minds. Minds plural. Yes. Perfect. Just so we got it right. So <laughs> thriving with an ing, minds with an s, coaching. Yeah. .co.uk. .co.uk. Okay. Amazing. I will also, um, for the benefit of everybody that is either watching the live stream with us today, or um, if you're hearing this on the podcast on whatever platform you normally listen to, if you check out the description to this episode, I will make sure that I put the link uh, to the Karma Baby technique in the description to make it super easy for everyone to get their hands on because I know you've priced it really cost effectively. I know I gave you a bit of a row over that, didn't I? I was like, <laughs> why are you giving this away so cheap? And you were like, yes, but Laura, I want to help lots and lots of people. So, and I totally respect that. So, um, However, if I get any more of Natasha's ear, I will be telling to put the price up. So, um, so I would suggest you go and get your hands on that technique like ASAP before she decides that it's worth a lot more because it's like, listen, what price do you put on being able to calm a baby down in a few minutes? Like seriously, like every parent on the planet, I think should have access to this uh, this tool. So, um, so please, please, please people go check it out uh, wherever you are in the world. Go check out the Karma Baby Technique and um, and let Natasha know how you get on. Because like Natasha said, I know she's had some amazing feedback already from people that have already invested in it um, and are already using it to ch- calm down their babies. So, uh, so, yeah. So thank you so much, Natasha. Twofold. A, for sharing it, obviously, today on the podcast. But B, thank you for going and doing something with that Masterpack stuff <laughs> you know, and turning it into a product. Because it's one of the, the biggest challenges I think we have with an NLP technique, particularly when you become master practitioners, is because the toolkit is so huge. Like you can help pretty much most people with most problems with that toolkit. And the question is, when you go off a course like that, you can't actually possibly help all of those people so like take an element of it and turn it into something really tangible that really solves a real life problem that someone has and that is exactly what you have done and I couldn't be prouder um and to think that I had a little role uh, to play in sharing some of that wisdom with you so that you could in turn apply your knowledge to that wisdom and turn it into something to help the masses I just think um it's a hugely proud moment and um yeah amazing I'm so so charmed thank you it's the first of many to come <laughs> i can't wait i'm not done yet <laughs> i can't wait she is going for global domination i love it i absolutely love it so natasha i know we're fast running out of time and we didn't even get to talk about some of the amazing testimonials from your coaching business but as you've already said you coach all sorts of people with all sorts of things if people are interested in working with you one-to-one do they still go to your website to get hold of you um if they want to do one-to-one coaching with you? Yeah, website or again, if they prefer Facebook or Instagram or even LinkedIn, I can be found on there too. So either either of those platforms. Amazing, amazing. Oh, I'm uh, just so chuffed, so chuffed. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, um, thank you for having been, me. It's been it's so great. wonderful to hear how you've been using all of this NLP knowledge um, in your work, in your life, helping other people through coaching with your family. I mean, it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So as you probably are aware, we always finish off the podcast with a quick fire round. Mm-hmm. So 
um so um so there we go Ah, oh, there we are someone on facebook i'm sorry i can't see who you are but someone on facebook that's joined us live has said really enjoy your podcast this evening congratulations on all your achievements natasha oh that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> i just love um, talking about it we could be here for five hours couldn't we oh, I oh, jody. oh jody jody you're gonna love that technique um so <laughs> jody's one of our other master practitioners in fact she was the previous episode um on this nlp talk podcast so if you're listening to this podcast episode and you want to go and hear all about jody's story which also interesting enough was also about significant promotion in a short period of time just like yourself and Sasha then uh, please people go back and check out the previous episode and hear all about uh, Jodie's story as well so right quick fire right now Natasha has absolutely no idea what I'm going to ask in fact I don't really know until I open my mouth so we're just going to go for this quick fire question and we're going to see what she says so Natasha if you could have coffee with a famous person that is no longer with us who would you want to talk to? I probably would like to have coffee or dinner with Nelson Mandela. Oh, I, I read his autobiography and just thought, wow, oh. wow, what a man. And um, his approach and his mindset. Yes. So he would be the one I'd like to have a coffee with and talk talk things through and choose the fact. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, Natasha, if you were on a desert island all on your own and you could only take one thing with you, what would you take? It would be one thing. Yes. But it would be a notebook that has an attached pen because I love to write. Well, that's technically two things. Well, it's already attached. So oh, okay, fine. So we're going to say that thing? it's Because I love to write. So I'd have to just write and... <laughs> Yeah, so that would be it. I would write. I love it. If you could go back, Natasha, and give your 18-year-old self a pearl of wisdom, what would you say to her? I would probably say be brave, be fearless, and be really happy with you. I love it. That give me goose pimples. Why? I don't know. I mean, yeah, like I almost can see my 18-year-old self in front of me then, you know, visualisation. Amazing. amazing. And I'm just curious because we've been talking about curiosity. Um, I'm just curious, if you were to describe your experience with us here at Unleash Your Potential in one word, what one word would you use? Uh, oh, God, that's hard. Um, All right, I'll let you have two. There's too many words. I would probably say it is it's profound. It's one word. It's profound in so many ways in the way you think, in the way you then navigate your life, in the results that you get, in the focus that you have, in accepting what was, was, and changing things. Absolutely profound. I wouldn't be where I am today without that. So I thank you. And um, the great the great courses I attended and the lovely Lynn for facilitating us along the way. But Laura, I can't thank you enough. It's been, yeah, a fabulous journey. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. It's been amazing. Lovely to talk about it. I love it. And my final thank yous, of course, as always go to our wonderful listeners of this podcast. Uh, Without you, there would be no podcast. Um, So thank you for those of you that regularly tune in to listen to um, our podcast um, and share these wonderful stories um, and get to hear them just as I do. If you are interested in um, doing any of the courses that Natasha has mentioned this evening, then please do go on over to our website, unleashyourpotential.org.au. 
www.thepodcastmaker.co.uk and find out a little bit more about us um, and click on the contact us button and you're going to get to speak to the wonderful Lynn. If you mm-hmm. are a regular listener to this podcast, you'll know how much we all love the amazing Lynn. So Lynn, we love you. Thank you because I know you listen to the podcast. But if you want to chat to the lovely Lynn, um, then just get onto the website, click the contact us button and you'll find all her contact details there. And um, yeah, and you can have a chat with her. So everybody take care. Um, and until next time, take care of you and I will see you on the next episode. <laughs>